Welcome to Chasing Encounters, a podcast about stories, languages, cultures, and identities. We highlight diversity and intersectionality in contemporary society through respectful and thought-provoking conversations. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming. This is Chasing Encounters podcast once again. Um, we've been on vacation for a few months, but we are back and we have wonderful people today with us. And then I invited today uh, three people, three women, three parents who have been arduously working in their PhDs programs or the graduate programs as well. And they are going to share their experiences and they're going to share how, how they're doing uh, while studying at school as well. And then the reason why I'm asking this to them today is because I understand and then they're going to uh, help us a little bit to understand this. They, are, they will be launching a book soon about these experiences as parents or mothers in this specific case, right? So we're going to get us started with Dr. Monk because uh, she's the one who uh, actually helped me to understand a little bit about what it means uh, to be a mother while um, being in graduate studies. And, and the first thing, my question to Monk first is, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the work that you did uh, during your PhD And uh, why did you decide to create such a book about parenting while doing your graduate studies? Thank you, Yasid, and thank you for your question. Today, I'm super excited to have my wonderful friends with me. And it's like a dream really come true. And our book is soon will be published and available on Amazon this end of this week. So I'm super excited and cheers. So first of all, I will introduce myself. Usually I think uh, all of you in, heard this many of times and I introduced myself. My name is Meng Xiao. Meng in Chinese means dreams. So I think I rethink my life adventure with a lot of dreams around my study, around my life, around me being a mom. During the wonderful journey at OISI, I started my master program and I did my EDD program. And my research focused on those Chinese international students engaged in North America, especially focused on how they engage in Canadian graduate system. So I'm super glad because of this such great opportunity, I studied at OISI. I was grateful to also work with wonderful people, including Yasid and Latifa and Sophie. And now we still keep close, connected and keep in touch, especially after the pandemic. I really think about how we connect each other can be really, really important and to be a very good support to each other to move forward. That's how this book, Being a Parent, Rethinking, parenting philosophy from global perspective comes. I have a conversation with Latifa and Sophie. As we think about and reflecting our experience being a student while being a mother, what it means to be being a parent, being a researcher, and also being a practitioner in the real world. That's how this book going on. So I will end my self-introduction with a poem in this book to start my session. This is about dream. This is about possibility. 
This is about harmony. This is about happiness. This is about you and your children. Start from here. Start from now. Thank you. Wow, Mong, thanks so much for that great way to introduce the book, uh, and then a, way, a great way actually to introduce our our season uh, for this year, which is season number six. And this is fabulous that that we have you here on board. But uh, I want to follow up with you uh, because this is a uh, an episode about parenting and an episode about families and about and the relationship with graduate studies. Um, so I want to continue with you, Monk. Um, tell us a little bit about you and your children and who they are. A little bit about that and about a little bit about the relationship that you two have and a little bit about your experience while being a graduate student, uh, any difficulties, any challenges that you face while parenting and uh, or any uh, aha moments that you have while parenting and doing graduate studies. Thank you for the question. And as being a mom, I always believe you are a person as well. So when I was um, studying my master program at OISE, and I will share some of the interesting facts that I think a lot of um, OISE professors and OISE friends know me. They are not by starting call me mom, they were starting call me Audrey's mom. Because during that time, when I started my master program and my, uh, my daughter Audrey also started her program at OISE, at OISE Daycare which is quite interesting that we start at the same time. He started as a very young um, preschooler and I graduated my master and he graduated from that program. When I graduate my doctor program and he is ready for the elementary school. So we kind of follow a same path, a similar path, but more like a friend. We're supporting each other and Audrey had her own challenges new to the environment. And I have similar challenges when I was new to OISE. But I think both of our, uh, as was very lucky, is we get very full support from the community. And we ask for help, we ask questions, we always get own supported. This, um, I also want to take this opportunity to thank my doctor supervisor and also professors, including Professor Douglas McDougall, including a lot of professors at OISE, each of them also my peers. I think they fully understand what are those challenges to be a mom, a multi-task mom, and uh, also be a researcher, be a scholar, and also you are a student. Those multitask sometimes if you get fully supported from the community, which really can contribute to each identity. It's not to say it's not it's, it's easy, but you always can figure out some ways to, no matter doing your research or doing those practical things. And you are supported by the whole team, including, for example, my road service, uh, serving as a recording secretary, at QP right now seven, and my wonderful colleague, including Yassid, Wells, Alyssa, 
they help me in many ways. And they understand me. I have a child. Sometimes we uh, figure out more inclusive way and more respectful way. I think how it to really show your passion, really make others stand you to really know what your challenges are. You always can get a lot of support, and you always can be much better than you expected. That's how. What the big part, and also a very grateful part when I was reflecting my OEC journey as a mom, and also as a student and researcher, it reminds me sometimes. I even bring Audrey to many classes, and for example, the classes I took with Professor John Potani, we're thinking about immigrants' experience. Audrey was engaging in the classroom. And sometimes she contributed from a very young immigrant child, so that is the way how the family engaging when you were a student. This what gave me a way to really understand what those possibilities there and what those diversity, what the those harmony between the West and East culture are. Thank you. No, thank you for your thoughts. I think、uh, one of the highlights of what you just said、uh, it really struck me. Why? Well, number one, knowing that you were known、uh, at school by being Audrey's mom is is in a sense levels the playing field for everybody within the academic community. Meaning that we are not only graduate students, but we are people people who have Families and people who are parents and children and friends and relatives and all of these. So we are not only that; we are friends, we are students, we are community members, and we sort of relate to other. And I was glad to know how the community actually helped you and contribute to the the growth of you as a, a, a as a. As a an academic, so to speak, as a as a as a scholar as well, but also knowing in the back of the mind that you are also a parent. So what it means for me as a as a person who is on the other side, it requires for administrative administration colleagues, supervisor, etc., to really understand that you are a parent, and as a parent, you experience in a different way, right than. "Quote unquote regular students." You also, we all have different types of challenges, but you, as a parent, experience different challenges that somebody like me have never experienced, and others like administration colleagues and supervisors need to understand what is happening out there. So, for that, thank you so much for、uh, introducing us and opening us、uh, with your experience. Now, I'm. We'll move on to another uh, person uh, who's also a parent. And also because it's part of this wonderful project that you have set out the the book about parenting while doing graduate studies. So I'm going to introduce Latifa today. So Latifa, we want to know a little bit about your your background, meaning、uh, like cultural linguistic background, a little bit about who you are, and then tell us a little bit about your family, your children, and your relationship with them while you are pursuing graduate studies. Hi, Esi. Thank you for this amazing talk, and thank you, Monk, for your introduction. It was really inspiring, as usual.、Um, my background is mainly、um, 
I would say after more than 15 years of a break as a mom, so it was a, a great challenge for me. And when I joined, I was kind of like mom, but from a different way. I joined with my, my daughter who was in her second year in uh, her undergrad, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, in her undergrad studies. So we were together peers at U of T. And uh, as an as a person who dedicated her life for her family, and uh, I've been a mother for a very long time and stopped my academic uh, life for a while, I needed all the support I could get. And that support came from my daughter. So uh, I come originally from Egypt and uh, I've spent my first years uh, of uh, marriage and uh, as a mother in Egypt. Uh, I started my academic life as an early childhood educator. I got my diploma, but to uh, have a higher education and to join the grad school, it was a great challenge for me. It was a dream for me. And doing this with my daughter's support, it was really an amazing experience. Uh, I uh, Last year in November, I graduated from my master's in education at uh, OEZ from the ELP, Educational Leadership and Policy Program, and it was extremely a rewarding uh, achievement for me, especially as I mentioned that it was with the support of my family. And I had to go through this with the decision. I did not take the decision on my own. It was a decision of the whole family together because part of the family was back in Egypt. And the other part was here in Toronto. It was me and my daughter. So we had to uh, make sure that it's balanced. And my partner, my husband, Karim, was really supportive. He took care of my other two daughters for a whole year while I was stepping my first steps in my program, which was, uh, so uh, the highlight of what I'm saying is that you couldn't do it on your own. You always need the support of your family. You always need to take the decision with all of them, with your children, with your partner. It's like a puzzle. It will not be complete unless everyone puts their piece in there. Um, and I believe it is possible. For those who are thinking twice, is it possible or not? It's definitely possible and it's extremely rewarding. I hope I answered your question, yes. No, 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 definitely. I, I think you, you did in a sense, definitely, like because that's that's exactly what I wanted to know. Now I, I want a little a little detail that you mentioned. The, the importance of your daughter and how your daughter actually support you and gave you this support while you were studying. So I want to know or start thinking specifically what kind of support do you think you received from her? And the reason why I'm asking is because I, I am known of other cases of parents and children helping and supporting each other. Uh, for example, children sometimes prepare lunch or prepare the sandwich to go. Here, mom, don't forget your sandwich for your meeting today. Or some <laughs> others uh, who are more advanced, like adults or teenagers, revise the documents, proofreading, giving another pair of eyes uh, to their final assignments, papers, etc. Some others drive their parents to meetings or even to conferences as well. So I wonder, Latifa, if you remember, if you can recall 
a specific yeah. moment in which you remember that your daughter was helping you out with, in your in your graduate studies? The first thing I needed and I was really uh, lacking was motivation. I was so worried and self-confidence. She pushed me so hard. And, you know, when your children are young, you keep pushing them and you keep telling them you can do it. But at, the, at that time, I needed this. I needed her to tell me you can do it. And she did that. Um, she took me to the gym. And we, uh, she trained me, and that was something that helped me a lot and gave me, uh, you know, uh, a lot of motivation and uh, stamina. And uh, later on, she also proofread my work, and she she has a very good way of writing. And I could tell you that she proofread my part in the book. Definitely, she gave me her comments, and she helped me in my assignments. I have to say that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, she, she did. I feel like uh, she was my mentor at that time. I always repeat that. She was, uh, she has a strong background in academics and she helped me in all ways, all, all possible ways, I would say. Wow, this is, this is good to know. You know, like, it's interesting that you're saying uh, your experience and it got me thinking, it looks like, like the roles have been reversed yes. in a sense that, exactly. you know, when, when you were a child, I mean, sorry, when she was a child or when your daughter or when your children are children, and then you as a parent, your role is to help them and support them, you know, reading books and helping them with the homework or assignments from primary school, et cetera, et cetera. And it looks like here in this specific example, it seems that now, now your daughter is, is now <laughs> yes. helping you and supporting you. So in a sense, it becomes like a synergic form of support that we are here to support and help us each other as family and 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 i really like that yes exactly that was exactly what happened and i really enjoyed it Jesse. it was such a rewarding feeling when you realize that you've put so much into your children and at the moment of uh, needing support you'll find them there backing you up and being your first uh, you know, uh, person to be there for you and to cheer you up and to uh, motivate you. That was really an amazing mm. feeling. Oh, definitely. I, re I really like, especially that part, like you need to go to the gym. You need to do this because sometimes we don't <laughs> do it and until like our children force us to do it and we actually do it. Yes, true. And by the way, going to the gym while doing uh, graduate studies is actually helpful helpful I've, I've done it and now that uh, that i already passed that stage remember like working during the day and then in the evening just going to the gym is just makes sense and then take a shower it makes you feel really great if you haven't done that by all means do it okay so now moving on to our next uh, guest today um uh, uh, just so for our listeners we are talking about the book that is coming up really soon about what it means to be a parent, rethinking parenting philosophies from the global perspective because we have our folks from different parts of the world. Now we have Sophie Liu, who is also a parent. And I want you, Sophie, to let us know about yourself, about your family, your background, linguistic background or cultural background, your relationship with your children and how they help you or not during uh, your graduate studies. Okay, hello. So I'm from China. Uh, so we came here about six and a half years ago. 
so uh, my uh, my job is to to help elevate people's consciousness levels, happiness, and parenting skills. I also help international students to integrate into Canadian societies and uh, overcome cultural barriers. So uh, to talk about my relationship with my daughter, uh, it's actually, it's great. <laughs> uh, I always believe that uh, from soul level, children are actually our, our guidance uh, in the uh, soul uh, evolution journey because they are our mirrors. We can see ourselves more thoroughly uh, from this mirror. So actually, uh, I feel she, uh, she facilitates my growth all this, uh, all the way around. And, uh, she always give me unconditional love. So I can feel no matter what mistakes I, I made, she's always there for me and she can always love me no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Something that, that really resonated with me, Sophie, was mm. exactly what you say. And I and this is something that I do not have the privilege because I don't have a, a child or a son or a daughter. But you said something that really resonates that I wish to be a parent at some point in the future. They are our mirrors and we can see ourselves. Yeah. And in a sense that I think you, Sophie and Mong and Latifa, I think you you may agree with this statement, which is, is really powerful statement. And I have seen it through my peers, you and others, and how in a sense, is this is real. Our children are just a pure reflection of who we are, both not necessarily physically, but mentally, spiritually, and, and, and even the, their identities are, are similar, their personalities are similar. And I am not sure if they are the reflection of who we are. And sometimes we ended up being the reflection of who they are as well, because we learn a lot from them. So, mm -hmm. Sophie, do you want to tell us a little bit about one example or a couple of examples in which you remember your, 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 your child or, or to being a support to you or helping you and supporting you throughout your academic journey? Uh, like, for example, uh, we see, uh, I just said they are our mirrors. So I think for most of us, um, we work very hard. We want to prove that we are love, uh, we are valuable and we are lovable. So we, we uh, work very hard to prove that. But uh, deep inside, we often feel unsafe. Uh, we often uh, feel we are unworthy. So actually we project this, um, uh, this uh, anxiety actually uh, on our children. So when my daughter was very young, I project my uh, anxiety on her so I can see her uh, imperfectness and uh, flaws. So I criticized her a lot. And then gradually I, I found out that, that is not about her. That's all about myself. I need to learn to love myself unconditionally to accept myself as who, we, who I am. 
So that's a huge progress to, uh, to the point that I can really accept who I am, no matter what, to allow myself unconditionally. And uh, only then I can love my daughter unconditionally. I think that's the greatest uh, gift my daughter gave me. Definitely, absolutely. I really like what you said because children typically speak their mind. They mostly say the truth at all times. They, they don't have this, this filter, this barrier that we uh, uh, or society have created for us to filter things out. And then the children typically say things as they are, but they also see this, the value Mm. of us when we don't necessarily see them. And I like what you said. Sometimes when we feel that we are unworthy or we don't see who we are as a valuable people for both the family, society, or even the academic world, etc. So they actually make us uh, feel and see the value that we have with the words, with their actions and things that not necessarily we see because we have been built in this society that only values other things and they truly see us for who we are. And I like the way you say it and I like it because um, at this point in our conversation today, I have learned that you, the three of you as parents who are coming from different parts of the world, uh, that in theory, we're supposed to be coming with different values. But at the end of the day, we all converge at the idea of understanding and learning from, from, from them, from these little creatures or people who we have been uh, uh, in touch with uh, for a long time. So they really understand that. They really learn how to help us. Even sometimes we don't think this, this comes from a place of support or help, but uh, there are moments in which what they say or what they do help us to encourage ourselves to continue. So uh, I'm gonna not necessarily I'm not gonna finish up, but I wanna pass it on to to Mong to help us understand a little bit more of the details about the making of this book that is coming up soon. Tell us a little bit details about production. Tell us a lot about how was the process of creating this book that you're, you're, are, it's coming in. The book is called Being a Parent. So tell us a little bit about those details, Mong. Thank you, Yassid. And uh, it's, it's really a little bit challenging to really introduce our book because I regard this book as a very lovely gift and with a lots of beautiful things within it and also based on social justice values. The reason I think it's very social justice because this is the first time as three of us, as researchers, as scholars, we do creative things, trying to open the door, trying to create opportunity to really think about what the correlation with academic as well as practice. And we also think about how those parenting philosophy in an academic theory can re relate it into arts pieces. So during the book, you will see three of us, we including Lativa's amazing art piece and Sophie and her daughter's amazing artwork as me and my daughter's art piece in different chapter. Really to show our understanding as being a parent, being in a relation that can be a very reciprocal relation 
between research and practice, between parent and child, between your oneself and with your family and your connection to the world, your connection to the society, or your connection to the earth. So a lot of, I will say, crazy things going on in this book. But the main idea of this book, we're trying to create a lot of opportunity to really give all those parents, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of culture identity you are, and they're always has possibility to rethink about your parenting philosophy as yourself, as a parent to your child, as a role model of your child, or your child can be your role model and the reciprocal relationship with the family and what can be do better by reflecting. It's not to say we need to be perfect parents. Sometimes, it's okay to be unperfect. It's okay to learn from our mistakes. It's okay to really learn from our child. This can be a conversational talk. This can be a lot of things going on, but within its love, its kindness, its support, is how to build uh, your resilience, how to build uh, your solidarity with your family, and with the community, how all those people, not only the parents, not only you are the people who feel have the similar background, but more than that, what's the possibility there? Especially, I think this also very meaningful for us to reflect what's to be a person who engage in, a, I would say, new liberal society to be in a Sometimes maybe we have facing so many social injustice issue. What our self-autonomy there, how we can support each other in a harmony and inclusive way and how this can be contribute to a better environment, to a better world, especially after the COVID-19, after the pandemic. So how those ideas not only parenting philosophy, but the big idea what we learn from our parenting philosophy can be neutral to a better community. That, um, that is the thing we want to do and want to talk about our narrative experience in this book. Well, Mark, thank you so much. I'm happy to hear that this book uh, is full of artwork and I'm not surprised because most of the uh, relationships between uh, parents and children. Uh, it's about, it's around different types of arts, music, painting, poetry, uh, uh, I don't know, like clay and things like that. And I'm glad to see, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see more details about the book as well. So in order to wrap up our conversation today, I'm going to ask each one of you to think about one message that you want our audience to take away about being a parent, about your relationship with your children uh, while, while doing graduate studies? Because uh, some of the people who are in our audience, they are parents and they wanna hear what your take is on this issue of being a parent while doing graduate studies. What are those, that, that, that specific challenge or aha moment or wonderful thing that you learn 
while doing this. So I'm going to start with Latifa. Latifa, tell us a little bit about that thing that you want our audience to take away while being a parent uh, and doing graduate studies. Well, I think instead of thinking about our children as a kind of challenge, think about them as an opportunity and uh, try to involve them in your life as much as you are involved in their life and make them feel that they are uh, supportive. As you mentioned earlier, I love that. It's like at any age, they could be supportive by making a sandwich or waking me up when I'm tired uh, and reminding me of my duties or something that I have to do. So enjoy having your children and don't give up any of your dreams. That's my strongest message here. Right, exactly. Thank you so much for that thoughtful uh, idea because uh, we don't want our audience who are parents to start thinking children or their children as challenges or nuisance or, oh my God, now I have to have all these things. I, I agree with you. I think uh, it's about thinking, how can I involve my children into my academic or graduate life so they feel that also they belong. They don't feel like they are rejecting me. Like, they, oh, there's another child that I have to compete with, but more like how can you uh, um, collaborate or involve them more in their life? Now, I'm going to ask the same questions to Sophie. Is there anything that in your experience as a parent, you want uh, our audience to know what it means to be a parent while doing a graduate study? Yeah, I actually totally agree with Latifa. Uh, so parenting is a journey of soul evolution. So it's not a sacrifice. It's not an obligation. It's a great gift from life. It's an opportunity to explore, explore more beauty and multi-layers of taste of life. So enjoy it. Great. So now to finish up our conversation today, because we don't have much time, unfortunately, time is very precious in airtime. So we're going to have Monk to wrap up today's conversation. Uh, how do people get access to the book once you launch it? Uh, any other details about the book or your experience by, uh, by creating this book and the process? Any, any other details? Yes, there's a lot of ways can get this book. The convenient ways of getting this book, you, you just go directly to Amazon and you can order our online and also purple version and you will be available end of this week. And this is the thing. The second thing, we are scheduling a book launch and probably this uh, for current of the time will be online and we will be posting our GMAX education those uh, is uh, I founded the uh, international agency which is supporting those international student engagement in Canada. So we will post our book launch because this being a parent is also a big project that DreamX book theory that's supporting those international students and also their parents um, on profit way. So this will be available on our website news. And the end uh, to saying about our book, I want to end uh, my part and also this book to really quote, that is also part of my chapter and begin with uh, the Todd part. 
and her, and he is one of the, my daughter's favorite author. And uh, he write a poem. It, it's okay to be. So I will read this to really encourage not only child but each of the parents or each of you to really think about. It's okay to do to really think about your dream and your parenting philosophy. What are the possibilities out there? It's okay to be different. It's okay to get some help. It's okay to be a different color. It's okay to have no hair. It's okay to have will. It's okay to be small, medium, large, x-large. It's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to say no. It's okay to come from a different place. It's okay to be proud of yourself. It's okay to do something nice for someone. It's okay to do something nice for yourself. It's okay to be diff have different kinds of friends. It's okay to make a wish. It's okay to be different. You are special and important just because of being who you are. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay to be a parent while doing graduate studies. There is nothing wrong with that, and I'm going to leave it with that. Thank you so much, Mong, Sophie, and Latifa for being today with me in this new version of Chasing Encounters podcast. I wish you the best with your lunch, and also we'll be posting the links uh, for the lunch and how you can get this um, book online via Amazon as well. And to my audience and everybody, please take these uh, amazing and wonderful experiences and take them with their heart because these are important. Being a parent, there's nothing wrong with that. It may be difficult, but it's also worthy. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. And I'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.